Hi guys, uh, this is the second episode of the QSI GSL uh, podcast. We have two teams with us as usual, the um, Tall Life team and the Climate Cure Crew team. If you haven't already checked the first episode, it's uh, live on Spotify. Uh, we're going to try to bring it uh, on YouTube soon. Uh, we have the three members uh, from last week's episode, uh, Isabella for the Climate Cure Crew team. And we have myself, Aaron, and Oliver. Hello. For the Hall Life team. And we have two uh, other students who, are, who weren't with us on the first episode. We have Luca. Hello. I'm the editor f for social media for Paul Life. Yeah. And then we have Kaylee. Hello, I'm Kaylee, and I'm the Climate Cure Cruise Leader for the GLSO Project, and we, are, we represent climate change and life above the land and life above, below the water. All right, so yeah. Um, I heard you guys had some questions for us. Yeah, we wondering if today you guys would be up to talking about mental health for adolescents, more specifically. Sure. <clears throat> okay. Question. You guys gonna start or? Yeah, we gonna yeah. start. All right. So, first of all, we're wondering: Do you guys think that there are any problems we face as youth uh, in this generation, anyone? Problems that we face? Yeah. Well, I think there are a lot of problems that we face. I guess, uh, of course, we have the problems which we are talking about, like uh, what our projects are on, which is Paul Life, and of course, your guys's Climate Cure Crew. Uh, but other than that, of course, there's like many other things. <clears throat> which uh, challenge our generation like well of like course what is it, your like you have the you have the the bullying aspect i guess which uh, i guess has been there for a long time but since technology has advanced we also have a big another big topic which is cyberbullying um so yeah i think social media can be very dangerous especially for our generation um Especially considering bullying as well. At yeah. least that's what I think. Because there are a lot of ways that bullying can happen. It's uh, not just, you know, just physically. Uh, it's more of mentally it could challenge you. It could, you know, it could risk your life if it goes to extreme levels. It's just a big problem to our youth today. Uh, yeah, I think bullying, especially now in this generation, and I think in the upcoming generations too, bullying has become a much bigger problem since there are way more ways um, that it can like happen as we talk about cyberbullying. Um, I don't think it really depends your age. You know, it starts very young, in my opinion. A lot of people get bullied when yeah. they're like nine, ten, and it goes on until like the end of high school, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think in our generation. Advocating for mental health and bullying in general, especially cyberbullying, is something that, you know, we're trying to gain, like, experience on. Especially with past generations, usually they didn't really talk about mental health, but I feel like as we're getting older and taking our part in the world, we're starting to advocate for what we believe is right, and what we believe actually actual happiness comes from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of like what we're trying to find as well. I think every person trying to find happiness um but i agree with what isabel had to say i think it starts from a young age but you can really see that it affects you when you get into high school um and even middle school as well 
So yeah, that's what I think. I think for the basis of it all, we need to talk about our experiences as a teenager, as a part of Generation Z. Because honestly, if you think about it, that's the basis of what it all is, really. Yeah, I guess speak out about it. Uh, that's a way that we could, um, you know, tell people, inform people, real life stories as well. So what's your experiences as teenagers in Generation Z, your mental health, and how you want to impact on society? Well, I mean, I don't really um, have too many, like, experiences with bullying or that much because we don't, um, we li we have a small school over here. Yeah. And so it's not really, um, it's not really, how to say... Common. Yeah, for bullying to occur. Of course, you have teasing, but I guess that's just between friends. But, yeah, I mean, I've had, like, personal experiences where it was just, like, teasing. Maybe some teasing went a bit too far and people didn't like it. Um, as for online, online I really uh, don't have much either. I just try to say it safe as much as possible. Um, so yeah, I don't really have too many um, like grand personal uh, issues that affected me, but uh, main one would be teasing going too far, I think. So, <clears throat> Um, yeah, I mean, it's a huge problem in, like, I mean, all around the world, especially. And, uh, I feel like people should teach the young a bit more, you know, and, um, just be more aware of it. Well, I think that's kind of like, it's kind of like the two sides of a coin, because as we get more in technology, we also gain more problems with our mental health. Because a lot of the stuff we see is on Instagram, Snapchat, everything we go on about mental health, about, you know, we're supposed to be this way as teenagers, like, we're supposed to be independent, get a job, do whatever and whatnot, make this much amount of money. And I feel like we're kind of, like, at that point where we're not adults yet, but we're still kind of kids. So it's kind of just stuck in a limbo. Well, I would say that that's very true. Like, especially when you're a teenager, it's not like you're, like, a kid, like, like you were before. But it's not like you're an adult. And, uh... <laughs> like, you start to understand things more clearly. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that pe some people get afraid that change is happening uh, too quickly. Or they don't like the change sometimes. So, I guess it's all about, like, trying to adapt. Yes, but how do you think... Well, how do you think it have, like... How do I say this? How do you think how do you think society has addressed like mental teens mental health like do you think has society like taken teens mental health in like a bad direction or a good direction well i mean uh like i said before in technology we have good sides and bad sides the good side would uh mean like would be it um addressing uh mental health so, like, people trying to spread the word through social media. But, of course, the bad part would be people using social media to uh, affect bullying, other people's yeah. mental health. I think it's a very common thing that you don't really get bullied. You get more, like, commented on for how you look, um, what you think. And, I mean, I don't know if I consider that bullying because it's not, like, uh, it doesn't happen. Like, more of judging. Like, yeah, it's more judging. But I guess if you go to a certain extent, like, comment on someone, like, what they look like, I think that bullying in my opinion I don't know um, 
I personally don't think like the issue is bullying in our generation because I feel like our generation, Generation Z, is more accepting than past generations. Obviously, we're more inclusive, and inclusive and open-minded. I think the biggest issue is that we keep judging ourselves because of what we see on social media and like society in general. And we're like our biggest issues, our mind and our mindset and what we think and take in. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, if you're trying to look at whether, like, I don't think you can ever completely uh, terminate uh, mental illness, like mental health Men illnesses. Oh uh, no, mental health illnesses, that's something else. Yeah, but I'm saying like, considering like bullying, because there's always going to be oh, someone okay. that's going to bully someone No, else. I mean, yeah, bullying. But I'm saying at least decrease it by, I think there should be, right now I think there's some sort of balance. So I think that we do spread the word about uh, mental health uh, in social media, but we also bully because we have access to social media. And I think that there shouldn't be that sort of balance. I think that um, bullying uh, used for social media should be much lower and uh, using social media to address bullying should be much higher. But I feel like for our society, it's kind of balanced at this point. And that's a sad thing to see. Yeah, I think bullying's never gonna be like over, I guess. Especially as like, we go on with the technology and it's still developing. So I think in the future it might even be worse than how it is now. But I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah, it's never gonna like finish, I guess. Honestly, I agree because if we look on like TikTok and stuff like that, we see all these micro trends. If we don't take a part of those micro trends, when will you get judged? <laughs> and so <laughs> and so it's kind of just kind of interesting interesting to see because I feel like it's glorified in our generation to have something wrong in a way because it's kind of like I don't know I feel like we just don't embrace like other parts of us in a way if that makes sense but I really do uh I do want to know how how would you help these people if they were your friends and they were going through this Bullying sort of like, like going through mental health struggles kind of wait why do we talk about mental illness because that's what we're supposed to be talking about yeah yeah i guess so but like i think bullying comes with mental illness but i'm not talking really. about mental illness like in general in general in general like I mental am, health yeah i know that but like um how would you help these people in mental health then like what would you do if you were exactly. friends well, with them the first thing you would do is understand what they have that's like the main thing and a lot yeah, of I guess time, getting the terms defined. Yeah. Um, I think about mental illness, you can't cure it, I guess. You can't just get rid of it. Yeah, like, like I was trying to say, illness. it's not like it's going to be terminated yeah. completely. No, but I like, mean, you can't get rid of it in yourself. Yeah. Let's say... What's an example? Let's say you have... No. Let's say you have anxiety or something. You, just, you can't just get rid of it one day when you don't feel like having it anymore. Something that sticks with you, and I think that's why it's called a mental illness, because... It affects your brain, I guess, and how you think, and it's always going to be there. Yeah, I understand, but how do you think, um, I think what Oliver was trying to say was, what, what could we, we yeah, exactly, what could we, like... Well, we have to, you know, address these problems and talk about, like, people are going through, because I feel like, okay, like, we do talk about mental health in general in our generation, but we don't go to the depths of it, really. We talk about the problems, but we don't talk about how to conquer it. Like, there's different types of therapy, like DBT, CB, CBT, and all these yeah. different therapies that yeah, you can yeah, go exactly. through. 
Yeah, I think uh, I personally agree with you. Um, I think that mental illness, you know, can be. <clears throat> I mean, it can be solved in many ways, uh, like a therapist or um, like through Kate like was saying. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, doing exercise especially is also a good way to reduce it. Well, mental illness. I think having. I think there's a difference between mental illness and having bad mental health. Um, having bad mental health is kind of being having a low self-esteem, I guess, and not thinking very high of yourself. Or just having problems, like... I guess you could have, like, symptoms for anxiety, but they don't actually... Like, you don't have enough to be, like, considered anxious, in a way. So, I think maybe exercise can help bad mental health, but it can't help mental problems, in my opinion. Because mental problems are illnesses, they're just not physical. You don't see them. Yeah, I guess that's true, but what Luke is trying to say is that, and I kind of agree with him, is that um, if you take part in uh, physical exercise, or if you take part, uh, well, actually, I'm going to speak for me personally as well, or if you take part in any sport. Something that distracts you. It's something that, yeah, or it's something but that you distracts you. Run like away a lot of, from the problem. That's yeah, but mean. especially like with depression, let's say, I know, that, uh, I, but it's a mental health it's a problem, problem yeah. right? And what I'm trying to say is that some people, uh, to get away from their depression, to try to help their depression, they try to focus on other things. So some people can focus on sports. Others can focus on video games. That's why you have a lot of uh, people who get depression. You see them that uh, they're trying to kind of not focus on it as much. Like, go play sports or go play... Yeah, but I think people with depression, in this case, in the depression case, I think a lot of them, I feel like there's half that are very, like, not hyperactive. They focus a lot on stuff they shouldn't be. Yeah, like, you need to realize, like, there's, like, a bunch of types yeah, exactly. of depression. There's not yeah. just, like, it's, like... Yeah. I feel like the most common yeah. or the most known is when you don't... I, I think the most common, like, the most known thing of depression is that you get, just, you don't do anything. You know? Yeah. That's a very well-known, like, Yeah, thing. I understand that, but I think that there's been, like, many cases where, um, especially, like, at least for me personally, it's like, if I'm not having a good day, or if I don't really feel well that day, uh, and when I go to training, or when I just play football, it's kind of like an escape. From, and yeah. the day just becomes better. And I think that's what uh, Luca was trying to say. Well, that's not depression. You feel depressed. Yeah, I know, that's but... Depression. I know, exactly. It that's takes. what I'm saying, but... Maybe... Because I don't, like... Personally, I don't know how it would how someone would deal with that. But maybe uh, they could help distract themselves uh, by doing sports or playing video games or doing whatever they feel like doing. Yeah, I think... I mean, I do agree. It kind of just takes off the mind all the like anxiety and stress uh by doing these sports and just yeah helps you out a lot you. yeah but it's not just depression too it's there's mood disorders there's personality disorders there's different yeah those anxiety. are also mental uh, illnesses i feel like depression and anxiety is like like the cake and like the icing yeah. on the cake well if you like cut the cake there's like all these different things that go on beneath it exactly but i feel like for those it's a bit uh trickier um like especially like bipolar disorder and all those other kind of disorders that we have uh 
But yeah, like you were saying, I, depression and anxiety is kind of what's on top of the cake. Uh, there is really big topic on how... Um, it, it was more of a question, but... How would you guys, how would everybody in this room think that... Uh, gender would signify anything to do with depression? How, how would people treat them differently and how would they... Yeah, or anxiety. Con yeah, control well, it. As a, like, well, as a young woman with BPD, which is borderline personality disorder, I have been diagnosed. I've been through all the process and stuff like that. She saw my therapy stuff. It's fine. But, you know, as a woman who goes through that, and I've gone to, like, group meetings with, like, other men, too, and people in the system and stuff like that, I feel like men aren't really treated as well as women in a way. But with women, it's kind of, like, stigmatized. So it's kind of like it's not balanced either way. Like with women, it's always like, oh, she's on her hormones or something's wrong. She's on her period and stuff yeah. like that. But with men, it's like, oh, you're a man. You should man up. Why are you acting like this? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, there's no balance either way. Like it's kind of like just like a fight between the fight. It's like a fight just everywhere. Yeah, we've done it uh, in health class as well. Um, I think it goes both ways, you know. Uh, as, even if you're a man or, or a woman, uh, like Kayla was saying, like sometimes people might just say, oh, it's just the hormones. Or if you're a man, people will just say man up. So I think that, uh, you know, for both genders, there's like... There's an imbalance. Yeah. And it, like people try to find a way to tell them, oh, okay. you're, you're not... It, yeah, you're exactly. not actually sick. Yeah. And I feel like, but what I feel like is that um, that kind of... Uh, like indicates a person a lot because if like you're a man and you're told just be a man you know don't don't share feelings like that and that's gonna affect you for the rest of your life because you think you're gonna think that's true you, you're gonna think that I should not talk about my problems I just sh I should just keep it in or you know crying something something that has proven to uh, reduce stress is by crying and um men are taught at a early age not to cry at all because it's you know it's the, it seems pathetic it just doesn't seem like a a manly thing to do yeah it's a sad case itself because being empathetic is a really beautiful thing like if you're an empathetic person and like you're an empath and whatnot you're really intuitive <laughs> you're really intuitive into your feelings and how you feel and that's just a really humane way to just think and just be who you want to be um there there's still yeah there's still these problems but you can see them in countries like japan where you know parents want their children to do the very best so they can get a good college degree you know pass pass school very well so they can actually get a good paying job and this is where all the where the gender really comes in place because if if like a child a son tells his parents that you know he's feeling depressed he's feeling very low you know they don't they don't really take that they don't really care I don't know if it's so it really just falls into a rabbit hole with that guy and that's why there are a lot of more suicides there than there would be yeah around the world I guess it's also like the pressure but this is another like topic which is like school because mostly uh, yeah we're gonna be getting into that next week yeah for those parents for those parents they are like oh you need to get good grades you need to do this and of course 
not all Japanese schools are easy. And so when uh, Japanese kids see that they are failing these grades, they feel like they're not really worth not uh, good anything, enough. not good enough, and they'll just end their life, which is very sad. Yeah. But in general, I think it all, I, I don't think, I think gender plays a role when you try to make yourself better. But in general, I think it's a, they're both unbalanced. Whether, um, whether you're a guy and you tell your parents that, you know, I think I have blah, 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 and they don't take it well. It could also happen to a woman. It's the exact same thing. Um, I guess it just depends who you're telling and what their opinion um, is on this. Yeah, yeah, because, well, gender roles playing with like mental health and stuff like that, it all kind of stems from generational trauma from a paternal or maternal side, depending on what you're effective with, like, in terms you could say like quote unquote mommy issues or daddy issues it kind of all just comes down to that because well your father affected your grandfather like vice versa and stuff like that so i feel like when we were told not to be a man of course your father was told that and then your grandfather was told that and then your great great from grandfather was told that or to be on the other side like you're just on, like your hormones like your mother or like you should be, be like a woman or stuff like that it all kind of just comes down to all of that which is kind of hard because it makes it our job to break those roles. And it's really hard doing that while growing up as a teenager because you're still raising yourself in a way and trying to break free and gain independence from those generational traumas. Yeah, I think that's true. It just passes on from generation to generation, especially like those saying, uh, like the most famous one, like, be a man, you know, don't cry about it. Um, so, yeah. But I feel like the thing that... Um, is the best for mental health or even like emotional health is just to be in tune with your emotions like that doesn't mean not showing them at all but that doesn't mean like showing them to the fullest right yeah so like if you feel uh sad about something it's not like you just start crying and bawling everywhere you, you keep those emotions it's not like you keep them trapped in you show those emotions but you show them in a way that you know that they're like controlling like you control your yeah, emotions. Yeah, basically like practicing skills and mindfulness. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, guys, that's a wrap for today, the seventeenth of January, twenty twenty-two. Um, we have Climate Cure Crew and Paul Life here with Aaron, Luca, and Oliver, and Kelly and Isabella. Um, we hope to find you on Instagram for Climate Cure Crew. It's at Climate Cure Crew QSI with the purple logo, and our website www.climatecurecrew.com. Yeah, and for the Paul Life team, our, uh, so we have, well, we have almost every uh, social media, but uh, if you search up uh, GSL Paul Life on Facebook, you can find us. Uh, the at for our Instagram is underscore, is at underscore uh, Paul dot life underscore. And then uh, we also have our Twitter, which is the real Paul Life and our website is paullifegsl.com. Oh, we hope you enjoyed our podcast for today and we hope to see you next episode.